0: Welcome, everyone, to the Ovei Torah. <laughs> Today, Yeshua, is Dav We're starting Kuf at the two dots, uh, a little before the middle of the page. Uh, we said in the Mishnah, if a person stole money and uh, then denied stealing money, swore he didn't have it, and then after swearing, he admits that he did have it and gives it back. He has to pay the Keren, the principal, plus Chomash plus a fifth. Now, let's say he gave back the principal, did not give the chomesh, or he, the guy forgave the principal, didn't but didn't forgive the chomesh. In all these case, or he forgot, he forgave both them. Besides, for less than a, less than a shavuot then you don't have to go and give it back to him, no matter where it is. The chiyuv going to give it back to him, no matter where the guy is, doesn't exist. Okay, because. Either there's no... If there's no karen left, for whatever reason, or there's karen less than a pruta, then you don't have to go back. That's what Mishnah says. we see... We see from here, that the, this that you're paying, the kamesh, is money. It's not for a kapara. Why? Because if it was a kapara, then of course, it would not mess it up. Right? We would never say that the chomash could possibly mess it up. The fact that we we have to tell you you don't have to go back to give it to him is a proof that it's not a kapara, because a kapara obviously would be. And therefore, the imayit the And therefore, if the guy dies, the yoroshim have to pay. Now, what he what the, the the heirs need to pay for this? Of course, there's a rule. that when a guy dies, his kids have to pay fees that he owes, but they don't have to pay kapara payments. They inherit some of his debts. They can inherit debts, but not kapara payments. So once a guy's dead, there's no kapara. By paying that money, it's not going to be a kapara. You could do ilu neshama, but it's not a kapara payment. And therefore, we want to prove from our Mishnah and the fact that we have to come tell you that you don't have to go to Madai to give the guy his, his money back if it's if it's a, a, a payment of the fifth. That means the fifth must be money. But to we also learned that the guy gave back the Keren and he swore that he doesn't owe the they swore that he already paid the 20% and then Right? And then he admits that he was lying and he did, really did never give the chomesh. He has to add 20% on 20%. We see from here another proof that chomesh is money, not kapara, because if it would be a kapara payment, I wouldn't have to pay a fifth on that because it's the only a kapara thing. It's not actual money that I owe you. Okay? We have a brighter also supporting the third support. met. If a guy swore from his friend, and he swore, it lied, lied, in the swear, and then he died. Yorshim the, the the heirs that we can mechosh between Hashem. they You see, it's not a kapara. Oh yeah is it true that the heirs have to pay the fifth that their father fifth debt that their father incurred is that true I'll ask you a contradiction the pasuk says he has to return the payment that he stole only what he stole not what his father stole we still say when don't you pay the fifth when your father stole and lied about something that's when neither his, him or his father swore falsely or he swore not his father and his father not him but if him and his father both swore falsely me 9, how do we know that the son has, does not have to pay the father's chomish, father's fifth? Pasuk says he has to give back the giza that he stole and the thievery that he, thought, that he thieved. And this kid didn't do it, and therefore he doesn't give back. So here it sounds like clearly that the, f- the kid does not pay the fifth when the father did it. Not plead the fifth. Pay the fifth. Okay? Are you with me or not so much? I'm with you. Amar so Rav Nachman says, no, no kasha. Kan shehoda, kan In the first uh the reason why he's because he admitted that he lied. And once he admits, it becomes like money. In the second barita, he never admitted before he died, and therefore he never got the chiv of the fifth. It says, If he never admit that he stole, then he shouldn't pay the principal either. And you might say, Yeah, he doesn't pay the fifth. The fact that we're discussing whether he pays the chumash sounds like you for sure pay the karen. So if you for sure pay the karen. So that's against what we just said. Can't be talking about a case where you don't pay the karen because it says that we're talking about the the chumash. We just can I give you a little review. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we're discussing whether the kid will pay for the twenty percent that his father needs to pay. So we we had one writer that said yes, or a couple of writers that said no. We had a couple of writers that said that the kid does not pay, and then one that says that he does pay. So we have a contradiction. We have not Nachman wanted to answer by saying. That one is talking about the father had admitted before he died. If he admitted before he died, then the kids do pay. And the other one talking about the father did not admit before he died. Now we're going to challenge that answer of Rav Nachman by saying it can't be that we're talking about a case where the father didn't admit, because the father never admitted that he stole. He the kids wouldn't even have to pay the the principal. Okay. And you want to say, maybe they don't pay the principal, but then why are we talking about the kids not paying the, the fifth? We should say the kids don't pay anything. So the fact that you talk about kids not paying the fifth, it sounds like they are paying the principal. Like pay, right? So that, 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 don't, that, that belies the answer of Rav Nachman. The old Tanya. we have another writer that says, when does he pay the Karen? When his father stole his man, she huve aviv That's when he... And his father swore falsely. How do we know that you even pay when neither one... When neither, when, when they didn't swear falsely... So we answer with... with, with the fact that it mentions gizela, oshek avdan pikadon it says heshivta gezela shel gezar et oshek der shak pikadon shel or o et avdan there's a whole bunch of different things it mentions stolen cheated lost and 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 deposits therefore yesh talmud therefore there's what to learn from what does that mean yetiv of kodre v'kanon da smaita amrav rab yesh talmud kama mai he said did you say yesh talmud or or they should pay. I'm He's saying I meant So from these extra pesukim, we're learning that the heirs do have to pay the keren, right? Elamai when Rav Nachman said that it's talking about where he didn't admit it doesn't mean he didn't admit at all it means that the father admitted but the the father didn't admit but the son admitted and therefore that's why he has to pay the canon but he doesn't have to pay the fifth because the father never admitted so well, we had thought lohoda. Rabbi Nachman gave an answer. One is talking about where he admitted. One is talking about where he didn't admit. That was Rav Nachman's answer. We're saying now, when we said not admitting, it means not admitting the father, but the son admitted. The Gemara "What do you mean?" if the son lied and then admitted he should be he should today. he should be a fifth for his own swearing falsely <laughs> we're talking about a case where the item that was stolen is not around the father used it in that case the son doesn't have to pay on the father's thing because he never got it. And therefore, this that he swore falsely that his father didn't steal, it didn't get him off any money because he wouldn't have to pay anyway. He never got it. And therefore, he doesn't, he, therefore, that's why he doesn't pay the fifth. If, if he's not paying, if the item is not around, I won't even pay the principal. Talking about a case where the item he stole, he left properties that, that that have a mortgage on it. And therefore, technically they should have to pay from the 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 mortgage properties, they should have to pay for the stolen thing that the father got. So yes the father stole the car and the car is gone. But being that he has properties, he left the properties, sell, sell They should have things. to sell the properties to pay them. Who cares if there's properties? It's an oral loan. In other words, you only could take money from properties in Torah law if you have a written document. Oral loans cannot go against properties. Okay. Uh, nowadays you, in, in, in America, even written loans don't go against property unless you specifically write that it's a mortgage on the property right but in the torah law which is the true law anything written has the right to go against the property but if it's a oral loan you can't and when the father stole something that's not a written loan the fact that he owes the guy back the money is that a written loan or a no he took it he, he took it, so, it yeah so there's no there's no written loan and if so how could you go? So what? He left property. You can't go against the property. To get, you can't go against the property the kids inherited to get the thing that the father stole. Any amount of money that I that I loan somebody using a star, even if it's five dollars, they can they can go against my property in some Correct. capacity in order Correct. to collect on. Correct. But oral loans no. The, the, the assumption being is that if if there's a written loan, you need witnesses. The witnesses. Once there's witnesses. And a written loan, there's there's a call. People are going to hear about it, and that's enough that a title search could come up with it. I would think the other way. Only on an oral loan, you need witnesses. On a written loan, no, you need yeah, signatures. Why do you need witnesses? No, you, you need witnesses. Well, either, either way, well, 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 witnesses or not, the point is a written document needs is something that has a call. And well, oral, not. Yeah. Right. My we said top of kufei Ahmad The case was that the thief was in judgment before he died, and they made him have to pay. And therefore, when if Bedin makes him pay, if even if though he, it, there was no document, obviously it was just a, it was a thievery. There was no documents, but if Bedin co- called him to justice on it, that has the power like like a document, right? It's a written document because we. It also has a call when the Bedin tells you, and that, that's enough that they can collect from the properties. oh <laughs> yeah, if they had a judgment, then he should even pay the fifth for having for having lied about it. Because <laughs> you don't pay a fifth. On denying a shibud karkaot, on denying a mortgage on the property, why? Because since you don't swear on karkaot from the Torah, therefore denying it, you don't have a That was the answer of Rav Nachman. Answer number two, Rav Amar. You have two brightness one saying that the son has to pay, one saying doesn't have to pay. If the sack of stolen goods is in somebody else's hand, the kid didn't know about it. The... According to this case, oh, you have one point to answer Prabhupada. Oh, you have one right that says the kids have to pay the fifth. The other one says the kids don't have to pay the fifth. I'll tell you what the case is. The one that says he has to pay the fifth is when he, when the kid swore, he had the the sack of stolen goods in his hands, the loot in his hands. The one that says he doesn't pay is when he swore, This the, the loot was in the accomplice's hands, not the kid's hands. And therefore, when he swore, he was telling the truth. Now why does he have to pay that? Karen, because now he has the sack. So he has to pay. But the homage doesn't pay because is. His, uh, his swearing was true. At the time when he swore, the sack of loot was in the friend's house and not in the son's house. So he was right that he swore that he didn't have it. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Watch. Again, you have a guy, the dad stole stole stuff, right? And the, we have one right that says that the kid swore falsely, he pays the chumash, pays the fifth. One says that the kid swore falsely, he doesn't pay the fifth. What's going on? We had one answer before. This is a new answer of Rebbe. Says Rebbe. When we said that the kid has to pay, that's assuming that the sack of loot was in his hands at the time when he swore. His hands. Yes, it was in the kid's hands. And therefore, that's a regular swearing falsely. He had to pay 20%. Okay? But in the case where you don't have to pay, that's because the sack of loot was not yet in the kid's hands. And when they came to make him swear, he swore that he doesn't have it. And he swore that it wasn't stolen. Because at the time, it was true. And then when, when he gets it afterwards, he's going to have to pay... you didn't the, know that it was song, song. And, then, and then it comes back this story. So, so yes, you have to pay the Karen. You have to pay the, the principal because you, you can't keep the stuff that's not yours. The actual stuff in the sack, you have to give it back. But uh, the fifth, the you don't have to pay. That's what was way out of it. Okay. Where are the two dots over here? See two dots? Chutz, Chutz yeah. So the Mishnah had said... If a guy forgave him the Karen and didn't forgive the chomash, Let's say, I stole from you, okay? I steal from your house, um, uh, I don't know, a whole, a whole shots. And I also one paper where you had that you had that's very emotional that was very sentimental to you, uh, the paper in it that your wife said, uh, "Okay, I agree to marry you." Fine. So they have that paper in the shas, and you say, "Oh, my rabbi stole the shas." You know, what? I, I'm mochel, but the one thing I'm not mochel is the paper. Now I had denied the thing, I had denied the thing. So now, being that it's less. Hold on, no, I'm sorry. So in, in that case, normally, if I want to admit, I have to go wherever you are, even if you're in China, I have to go to return it to you. But if the thing that's left here is less than a pruta, the thing that you st- I still owe you that you wouldn't forgive me is less than a pruta. I don't have to go. So in this case, since the paper it doesn't have a value, it's a sentimental value it doesn't have less than a, uh, it doesn't have a pruta value. I am not obligated to follow you to. To give give you back that paper. If you did, did not forgive me on the Shas, being that the Shas is more than a puta, I would have to go back to give it to you wherever you are. Okay? Okay. Good. That was the Mishnah. Amra Papa says, Lo shanu This is only true if the thing I stole doesn't exist anymore. And I'm paying, meaning that the Shas got ruined. And therefore, when, when uh, the question of coming to give you back the money in China was to give you the money for the shas, that's what this is talking about. but the shas actually here. Then, I, according to her papa, even though the mission says I don't have to go after you, no, now forget the shas. I said it wrong. That's only true if the paper is not around. But if the paper is around, we're, we have to, we have a, we have a, we have a question. Maybe the paper will go up in value, and be, if the price of paper goes up. Now it's worth more than a puta So now, retroactively, I had to go after you. So the rabbis will only let me not go for you if I'm giving you an actual penny, or, which is less than a bruta. But if I have to give you a paper, since paper could go up and be worth more than a bruta, let's say a bruta is five cents, right? and you left and and you forgave me for everything besides the paper right if if I don't if the paper was burnt already so I don't have to go travel after to give you the, pe- the, the penny because that's the brutto but if the paper is around even though it's worth a penny I have to go back to give it to you because we're afraid that maybe the price of the paper will go up it's worth more than 5 cents now and then uh, it'll be that I stole something more than brutto and I already have to give it to you Are you with me or not that's proper number one. It could, I mean... A, pr- a pruta is still the minimum value of anything, right? Something that has a minimal value period. No. Things could be worth less than pruta. Right. But, the Torah does not obligate you to go... You, you, you might... You don't have to return stolen stuff at less than pruta. Today, the value of a pr- pruta is what? It's defined as the most minimum thing, no? No. No. It has a certain value. I mean, it could be... I don't know, 20 cents? I'm not sure what the number is. 20 cents, I'm not sure what the number you know, How they establish With, with um, certain amounts of silver. Okay? So Those with the price of silver on the silver market. Okay? Really, come out, of nothing. Yeah, it's smaller. I wouldn't even know what 20 cents worth of silver looks like. No, I, no I, it doesn't go 20 cents I, I, I'm guesstimating it used to be 20 cents I don't know what the price of silver is now certain amount of silver depends on the, the fluctuating price of silver how much the money is okay. okay going to the second version even if the paper is around I don't have to give it to you why? Because so we're not worried that maybe it'll go up, even though it didn't even though the price of the paper is less than Puritan now, we'll assume that it'll stay that way. And therefore I don't have to give you not the paper and not the pennies. Okay? That's the second version of our Papa. Ama says, Gazal shalosh agudot, A guy stole three bundles of vegetables that worth three puruta. Each, in other words, each one worth a pruta, okay, so I come to the house and I steal three things of parsley, each one worth a pruta, okay, but then the price changed, and now the three are only worth two prutas, if he returned, if he two of them, he asked to return him the third one. Which means like this. Watch for that, right? I stole from you three bundles. Okay, I returned you two. Then he said, Where's my third one? I don't have to give it to you. What do you mean? That's mine. So said, Well, how much is it worth now? When you stole it, it was worth a pruta." You have to return Yeah, but now that now they're three for two brutas The price of the parsley is now three for two brutas and therefore this one thing of parsley <laughs> is worth, uh, uh, worth less than one. I, I know. I was with, with my family I didn't see you until afterwards. What's going on? Well, you 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 can't. You come home from work what time? Uh, seven seven fifteen ish. Okay, fine. So we'll you'll meet you'll my house. What time? I'll do that. 17? Yeah, but I have to know about every four. So let's there. confirm it right now So I don't bother you today. Okay. I'll see you around right 17. You know where I live? Yeah, 18. 17. East i on the corner, right? 18. Yeah, I know where you live. R&S, right? Yes. I got you. I'll see you today, my boy. I'll be late. Hmm? You need to have a... You need to have a coaching meeting.